Hello, and welcome back to another character and player introduction for the Bestow Curse podcast. I'm Griffin. I'm the GM of the show, and I'm here with the ever-adroit Emily Campbell. Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great this evening. It's always fun to get to talk about myself and uh, some new characters. Oh, love talking characters. But before we get to the character, I need to know about you. Who are you? Yeah, like you mentioned, my name is Emily Campbell. I'm not originally from Ohio. I moved here for grad school numerous years ago. Uh, made some great friends who liked to play Pathfinder, got roped in, and just haven't stopped playing since. Well, we'll get to the Pathfinder stuff, but what do you do in your day job? You said you went to grad school. How's that paying off? Well, I did graduate, so nice. that's exciting. It was a long time coming. I went to grad school for food science, and now I am using my degree. I am a food scientist. I work in product development where I uh, work on infant formulas. Oh, wow. Okay. That's very interesting. Although, I don't think our listeners are here for the infant formula. That's fair. What's your gaming experience, Emily? I have played mostly first edition Pathfinder. I've done a variety of modules, scenarios, and APs, all as a player. I don't have any GM experience yet, but, you know, maybe in the future. We'll get you there. Yeah, yeah. I just need some more practice. I have not played much in the Pathfinder 2nd Edition, but I am really excited to get to learn more about the system. I've been doing a lot of reading, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, you're good at research, and I can tell you've been putting the research <laughs> in. Do you have any other hobbies outside of uh, tabletop gaming and food science, which I guess isn't a hobby for you, it's a career? Yeah, I mean, I do enjoy baking and making really strange concoctions in the kitchen, but for the most part, I like to knit or crochet. And a lot of my inspiration for that actually comes from the actual games that I'm playing in. I will make dice bags that have a little symbol from the campaign, like our Rise of the Rune Lord campaign. I made everybody in the party dice bags that had the Sahedrin Rune on it. And in our Carrying Crown campaign, I have made uh, little dolls of each of the player characters. You also made us all koozies. Yes. I don't think there's anybody at the table that doesn't have something nipped by you. Wow, I hadn't realized that, but that's totally accurate. I have made quite a few little themed gifts for everyone around the table. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like uh, you you really enjoy having props in a in a TTRPG game, and you really bring the props to the next level. <laughs> yes, yeah, I get very invested in the storyline when we're playing and the characters and how they really grow together and that just bleeds out into other areas of my life where I'm just so excited to learn more about these characters uh, figure out their motivations that I just really enjoy getting to create a piece of them or a piece of the story I'm not super 
artistic, so I can't draw any characters, but I can still try to recreate aspects of the campaign. Well, speaking as someone at the table that you've created things for, we all appreciate it. It's very cool. I would be remiss if I didn't give you an icebreaker question, because this might be the first time a lot of the listeners are ever hearing who you are. So, Emily, I need you to give me one fun fact about yourself. So I had to think about this a little bit, because typically my fun fact is that I'm on a podcast with my friends, <laughs> but that doesn't work here. Uh, so I gave it some thought, and the one fun fact about me is uh, while I was in uh, undergrad, I had an internship where I was experiencing product development for the first time, and I worked for a squeezable sauerkraut company. Oh. I made squeezable sauerkraut. That was my whole internship. Was it, was, it like was it like a gogurt? Like what was what was the Uh so it was kind of like you know how ketchup and mustard you have like in a squeezable container like at a ball game or something. Oh, so it was like uh the sauerkraut version of relish. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I got it. Yeah, so we were formulating it so that um, it would squeeze properly and you wouldn't get the, like, gross liquid that comes out of squeeze bottles sometimes. <laughs> and then we had, like, different flavors that we did. Oh, goodness. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. What was what was the notable flavor? Do you remember one? Uh, we had, like, a Bavarian mustard flavor. Okay. That was my favorite. Yeah, Sounds like it would be good mm-hmm. on a brat or something. Yeah. If you didn't get all the liquid coming out of the top. Well, so. and I think we did a pretty good job. Didn't have liquid. <laughs> I just, I, I love the idea of we need, we need an intern to come in and <laughs> make sure that our squeezable sauerkraut does not squirt too much liquid out <laughs> of the tips. Yeah, you got to get the right ratio. <laughs> I mean, I've had some weird internships too, but that that probably <laughs> takes the cake. So, Emily, before we get into your character. I actually had commissioned some music, a theme song for your character. So I'm going to play it now. It's some nice, uh, nice strings. Yeah, this sounds so elegant and courtly. I love it. This is so beautiful. Well, I'd like to know who your character is. So what's their name and what do they look like? So my character is Sylvia or Sylvie Fordyce. She is a young human noblewoman with her most prominent feature being her hair that split down the center with uh, half being brown, half being white, and that's matched with her different colored eyes, one violet and one brown. She wears primarily uh, rich crimson clothes. She has a rapier strapped to her side, and uh, she has a little sigil that holds her cape on. Sigil of her house? House yes, Fordyce? House Fordyce. Very cool. Now, as we do in character creation for Pathfinder 2E, it's uh, the ABCs of character creation, the ancestry, background, and class. So can you give me your ancestry, background, and class for Sylvie? Yeah. So Sylvie is a human 
she does have a versatile heritage, mm-hmm. which there are some clues out there. So take a look at her character art, but I'm not going to reveal that quite yet. Sure. Her class is Swashbuckler. Swashbuckler. Very cool. And how about her background? Her background is noble. Noble. A rare background. Mm-hmm. What's that get you? So uh, noble gets you trained in society and it also gives you courtly graces. So you are better able to convince a noble person that you are in fact also a part of that society. And you're also more likely to impress them because you know how to act in that environment. I love it. This character is very courtly. And I think the I think the music shows that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does Sylvie uh, contribute to the party, whether it's in combat or outside of it? So primarily, Sylvie is going to be working on positioning herself in the combat, doing combat maneuver, making sure our party has the advantage in whatever situation we're in. And she also kind of rounds out the party with knowledges and some skills that I think are going to be really helpful in the campaign. Definitely. What are you most excited for when you think about playing Sylvie? I'm really excited about the storytelling that I'm going to be able to do with Sylvie in a set location so she can build up those relationships, not only with the party, um, because those are very strong, but also with the other NPCs that are around, like in her backstory, uh, but also people that she meets in the city. This is a huge city, so there's going to be so many new people she meets and will interact with time and time again. So we're going to need to be a little bit more careful with our actions. We can't just go in wreck the town and then get out of there. Yeah, you don't want to get a reputation because it's going to stick with you. Mm-hmm. But it's also very cool as a noble, you're going to have a lot of connections that other characters might not necessarily have. Yeah, I think that's going to be a fun aspect to play. Being from a noble family does give her a lot of privileges that other members of the party aren't going to have, but she's not well accepted in that realm. So I don't think it's going to give her too many advantages in the actual uh, actual adventure. What aspect of that relationship with your noble house and with maybe other noble families do you really want to explore with this character? So I'm really excited to dive deeper into her house, House Fordyce. It's in the book and it has some interesting history tied into Corvosa that I think is super fun. And I'm looking forward to developing that further because they really only give like a small blurb about one of the prominent members winning this breaching festival, winning lots of riches and kind of elevating the family status to a great household. And then eventually they lose it. And that's kind of where we're at right now in the timeline. So I'm excited to flesh that out a little bit more. And part of that was developing their family sigil. Which you did yourself. Yes, I did. I had a lot of fun looking up 
actual family sigils in the book and also real life family sigils, sigils from other different fantasy novels. And it was neat to see the imagery and the significance that these sigils have between uh, the colors and the different symbols and the line work. And it, it was very fun to put it together. This sigil that I made is a crimson red field. There's some black uh, lines on it. And the main centerpiece is a split in half lock where half is white, half is black. And then there are runes running down the center of that split lock. Very well done. Very cool. And also incorporated into the the official art of Sylvie, which Mm -hmm. I, I love. I think it was really fun between you and I when you when you had decided with this character that you wanted her to be a noble, like trying to pin down the right house mm-hmm. for you to be a part of. Because I was kind of adamant that you be a part of a Corvosan nobility, and there they have a very unique noble structure in Corvosa. So uh, I'm very excited that we get to explore it with a character. Sylvie herself, though, she spends a lot of time training and studying, trading in swordplay, studying various swordplay techniques, arcane arts. What does she do for fun? What are her friends like? Like I mentioned just before, she does not fit in super well in this noble society. And the academy that she's attending is mostly nobles and young children of noble families. So she has a hard time fitting in and making friends in that crowd. So she doesn't have a lot of friends in the actual academy. She reads a lot of books. And that's probably also why she is fairly driven and motivated is she just doesn't fit in. So she's trying to work so hard to gain respect and gain acceptance in this community that she doesn't really feel tied to. Uh, But you can only do that for so long before you need an escape, you need a break. And the academy that she's in is actually centered in old Corvosa. And when she just needs to kind of get away from that school setting, she'll sneak out and explore and just experience other parts of the city that aren't the small little noble world that she lives in. What would Sylvie say her greatest strength is? She's a very driven person. She takes a lot of pride in her graceful movements and her elegance. Even if she's not very charismatic and good at communicating with people, she can move very elegantly and get to where she needs to be and kind of move others around in the battlefield too into a position she wants them to be in. So she might not be great at uh, communicating with people, but through her movement, she's able to accomplish so much more. Well, what would she say is her greatest weakness then? Uh, That ties into it. So since she does have trouble fitting in and making friends, she still sees that there's a lot of power in teamwork. And so if she's not able to make those strong connections that's putting her at a huge disadvantage especially in noble society if you don't have the right connections you're not getting anywhere 
You're absolutely right there. I have a final question for you, Emily, and this one's a little bit of a fun one. You base a lot of your characters off of Disney characters, and uh, I think listeners to Hideous Laughter production shows have seen you feature many uh, Disney-based characters. Is this the case for Sylvie? It is, but with a small twist. Okay, I'm, I'm listening. So when you look at her character art and that family sigil, there's a lot of duality in her appearance and in her family. And so I kind of reflected that also in the inspiration that I was taking uh, for developing Sylvie. So she actually has two inspirations. Both of them are Disney. All right. But the first inspiration is actually a Disney villain. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Ooh. He's very confident and strong, and I f- have always felt that if he was ever a Pathfinder class, it would be a swashbuckler just because of his like narcissistic braggadocious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So full of himself, and I mean he's. Fairly competent, I guess. I in mean, the some dude combat. has panache. You can't, yes. you can't say otherwise. Mm-hmm. He definitely does. He probably has like a few classes in Bard too, with all the singing. Yep. yep. Most <laughs> Disney characters would, yes. though. Yes, they definitely do. The second inspiration uh, actually comes from Rapunzel from the movie Tangled. I really connected with that Gaston character but wanted to take it back a little bit so I'm not playing this evil character that like can't get along with anyone or just an arrogant jerk right yeah yeah I don't want everyone to hate me I want to be able to develop friends at some point in this campaign Uh, so Rapunzel kind of brings in some of the adventurous spirit and uh, maybe a little bit more, too, as her character develops. But we'll have to wait for that to happen in the story. Well, I love it. I love your Disney ties in all of the characters you do, but especially in Sylvie. Do you have anything you want to say to the listeners? I am so excited to get to tell this story with all of my friends around the table, and I can't wait for you to hear it and... I get to enjoy the adventure. Well, listeners, this was the last of our player and character introduction series. And in two days on June 4th, we will have the first three episodes of Bestow Curse available to your ears. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.